Indiana Runner Podcast Season 4, Episode 22. Scott Litzkin and I go through all 16 regionals and do a very cursory preview of all four semi-states before talking about some possible tournament restructuring after this year. Let's hit it. Colin Altavote, Scott Lidskin, the tournament is upon us for real now. The second round of four, the regional, and we're here to recap all 16 of them. You've looked through the results. Anything that sticks out right away, Scott? Well, I guess before we get into the results, it's, I think the thing that stands out to me is how this is the one level of the tournament that I think is so, there's so many different approaches to the regional um i mean you know you you could have a team that is you know you're fighting for your life today maybe you have a chance to advance maybe you have a team that you know as as you you know you've put all your eggs into the training basket into this one meet you have teams that are kind of training through it you got other teams that have you know very little chance to advance you got teams that are trying to figure out can i sit this kid and still i mean like this is the level, the round, I think, that is the most, like, interesting one from a coach's standpoint. I mean, once you get to semi-state, like, you know, it's, it's all hands on deck. It, you know, you're, it's, everybody's in. Um, but regionals, there's just, there's so many different layers to this meet that I think it's one of the more interesting weekends of the year. 16 regionals, four for each semi-state. We are reasonably certain this is the last year of this format, and next year it's going to change to a different format. We'll talk about that toward the end of this podcast, but let's go through them regional by regional, boy, girls and then boys, and talk about the teams that, that advanced and the first two individuals. So here we go. Regional one, Crown Point, the Crown Point girls, 34 points. The other advancing teams, Lake Central, Ileana Christian, Highland, and Lowell, who advanced on the tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean, that must have been an exciting award ceremony. <laughs> Hobart freshman Cassandra Cohen wins 1935. Ileana Christian Jr., Avery Oltoff, 1955. On the boys' side, Lake Central boys win easily with 49. Crown Point, Ileana Christian, Munster, and Lowell. So four teams advance in both the boys and the girls there. Hanover Senior sent Hanover Central Senior. Ryan York wins 16-16. Griffith Jr. Joseph Lapatra, 16-24. Regional 2, Chesterton. Valpo Girls, 41. Morgan Township, Coutts. Portage, Chesterton advance. The Laporte Girls, surprisingly, are out. Yeah. New, New Prairie Senior Lillian Zelasco wins 17-55. One of the better times on the day, not the best time. <laughs> Valpo senior Cheyenne Stock, 1842. Valpo boys win as well, 47 points. Laporte, Chesterton, Portage, Rensselaer Central advance. And Valpo went 1-2 there. 16 flat for Jimmy Dillaball, 1605 for Mason Nobles. Uh, we give Valpo a really good chance to win that semi-state. Yeah. How about those two guys? They've got one, two in a lot of meets this year. They have. Regional three, Harrison. Uh, this rated as the fastest regional per INCC stats. I think there's been some talk recently 
at least to me, if not on the boards about, is Harrison a full 5,000 meters? Um, we can tell you it's a fast course. So the West Lafayette girls, 40, Harrison, Faith Christian, Benton Central, Lafayette, Jeff, all advance. 1911 each for the duo from West Lafayette, Henriette Schminke and Annie Dunford. Uh, one, two for the Devils. Their counterparts win on the boys' side with 52 points. Harrison, Clinton Prairie, McCutcheon, Frankfurt all advance. West Lafayette senior Elijah Stenberg, 1546 to narrowly defeat Harrison junior Jaden Goins, 1547. Yeah, I measured the course there with a wheel before. Um, it's if, if it is short, it's not significant. I mean, it, okay. it's, it's within the margin of error, I think. Regional and that four. was years ago. Though. Yeah, maybe it could have changed. I don't know. Regional four Culver. Uh, no one has ever accused this course of being short. <laughs> Warsaw girls, 51. McConaughey, Western, Winnemac, and Manchester. The uh, fifth place Manchester team advanced by one point. I love all uh, the small schools in there. Big race Restrelli, Josefina Restrelli, 1816, uh, a junior from Warsaw to win. Uh, Northwestern junior Hannah Moore, 1846, Warsaw Boys, 33, Culver Academy, Rochester, McConaughey, and Cass all advance. Pioneer sophomore Leighton Dot, 1651, McConaughey junior Isaiah Wittenberg, 1657. This is your semi-state as we break it up, uh, and then we'll figure out what we're doing next year. Um, hmm. as it's, it could be four regionals, it could be five. Um, what, what do you think of what, what do you make of these four regionals that are feeding into that new price semi-state next week? I think it's similar to last year in that I, I don't know if these are the, uh, if this is the most, uh, top rated teams of all the semi-states, but it might be the most interesting one in terms of the number of teams that have an, you know, legitimate chance to advance to the state meet. So I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of going through in my head, you know, who, who I'm, who I think will have the, the best chances to advance next week. And I'll probably be wrong, but, um, but it's, it's going to be, there's a lot of teams that are going to be going up to new Prairie thinking we got a realistic chance to advance. And that, that makes for an exciting day for the teams and obviously for the spectators as well. I went through each of these semi-states on INCC stats, not a mock meet, but just the, and certainly we, we will do a mock meet at some point. Yeah. Just the um, top six team ratings. These are the top six girls team ratings. Valpo, Morgan, Warsaw, Crown Point, West Lafayette, and Lake Central. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> like I said, they're, I mean, you know, Lafayette Harrison, it has to be in the, in the discussion there. And, and then the, some of those, those smaller schools that, that were in the Culver regional and some of the other teams that you didn't mention from the Duneland. I mean, I, it, it's, it's going to be competitive. And, and I, I think depth is going to be a real factor because as we all know, when we get down to the end of the year, getting your best five to be healthy and running their absolute best is tough. And so depth will, will factor into that semi-state for sure. Chesterton fifth at their regional. They've they've got a, a chance. Looks like their number one runner is probably done for the season. Um, hasn't run on INC, hasn't number one runner on INCC stats, hasn't run since Marion in early 
September. Boys, I mean, top. You never six. know. Why not? Why not give it a go next week? Boys, top six teams based on regional team ratings: Valpo, Laporte, Chesterton, Lake Central, Portage, West Lafayette. Yeah, and same like I said a moment ago. Like if if West Lafayette is a you know a team that is you know potentially one of the six best, then if you're Lafayette Harrison, you got to think you're one. You got a legit chance because you've been right there. I think last week was a they were a point behind, and today was maybe like t- nine or ten. I mean, and that's just one example of how close the semi state's going to be. So it's going to be a really exciting. I think most of the semi states are all going to be pretty close. Yeah, other than maybe Shelbyville. Shelbyville boys. Yeah, I mean the Shelbyville girls is, is really interesting. So, yeah, well, so I, some that, of the that teams could be that true. Could have made it out were eliminated today, and we'll, we'll get to those in a minute here. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I got a cough. Regional five: Elkhart, Penn girls thirty-three, Northridge, Northwood, Mishawaka, and Adams advance. Penn junior Mary Eubank eighteen fifty, Northridge senior Tame Bayless eighteen fifty-three. And then here's where it got interesting because some of these teams could have made the state meet, but not if they're out. Northridge boys, 45, Penn, Goshen, Adams, and Elkhart, who advanced by one over Northwood, who had a very realistic chance to make it out next week. Yeah, that, that semi-state is similar to what we talked Like you just said, they're all close. But the last couple of years, those six, that sixth-place spot, which <coughs> next week, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this, but next week, it's almost more interesting who finishes sixth, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, than it is who wins semi-state. Oh, yeah, the teams sure. that, yeah, the teams that win typically are battling to win state or, or get on the medal stand. So, so yeah, that, that, it's going to be, it's going to be tight. Never a doubt individually. Mishawaka sophomore Liam Bowski, 1545. Goshen senior Tommy Claxton, 1604. So that was one of the two kind of guillotine regionals and the one in the New Haven semi-state. Uh, that was the most impactful. Regional six, West Noble, Homestead Girls 39, Concordia, Carroll, East Noble, Northrop advanced to the semi-state, Homestead Junior, Addison, Canablo, 1837, Concordia freshman, Sarah Maple, 1851. On the boys' side, Concordia, 63, Carroll, West Noble, Leo, and Angola all advance. West View freshman, Noah Bontrager wins again, 1545. Leo senior, Luke Chappelle, we call them a show 1604. Uh, we talk those... a lot about how good the, you know, the Noblesville regional is. And this one, this regional kind of doesn't get talked about <laughs> as much as it should. This is a, this is a very, very competitive regional. It is every year, every year. Yep. And uh, not, not much of a change this year with the exception that the Elkhart regional was actually a little more competitive, just yeah. kind of cyclical on that. The other two regionals maybe not quite as competitive yeah. um, in terms of team depth, but certainly have teams that will teams and individuals that will factor into the semi-state next week. Uh, regional seven: Marion Norwell Girls sixty-eight, Adam Central Huntington North, Eastbrook and Fort Wayne South advances by one. Boy. Canterbury Senior Anya Ramrakiani nineteen forty-three, Eastbrook Junior Olivia Howell nineteen fifty. Wabash Boys, 61 to win. Oak Hill, Bluffton, Norwell, Belmont advance. Oak Hill Junior, Owen Jackson, 16-18. And his classmate, Trenton Sweet, 16-23. 1-2 finish for Oak Hill. Regional 8 at Delta. 
HSE Girls 53, Pendleton, Fishers, Monroe Central, Yorktown Advance, Delta Junior, Nikki Sutherland, 1703. Fast time, not the fastest this round. <laughs> not even uh, close. Pendleton Heights sophomore Ava, Ava Gerald, 1838. Fishers Boys, 26. HSE Wapahani, Pendleton in Yorktown Advance. Fisher sophomore Sam Quagliaroli, 1540. And his teammate Tate Moe, 1552. As the Tigers go 1 2 in that regional, there were quite a few regionals that did have teammates go 1 2. Yeah. Um, thoughts on this New Haven semi state that is not at New Haven. Uh, it is not at Huntington. It is now <laughs> Indiana Wesleyan next weekend. Indiana Wesleyan, a fantastic course. It is. It is. And and I'll bet those athletes are are just fine and happy running at Indiana Wesleyan next week. Um, I'll tell you, I, I don't know how specific we want to get into this, but I think I really like the Northridge boys. I think they ran really well. I think they look like they're, they're coming on right now. Um, I think they've, they've been an underrated you know, we talk about those top teams all the time that are, you know, a chance to win or be in the medal stand. And they might have a chance to be between fifth and 10th on a good day. And then, of course, Nikki Sutherland running 1705, you know, by herself. That, she is phenomenal. Um, and, you know, again, as, as much as we talk about the Cridge and, and uh, Kennedy Farley showdown, you know, it's not Nikki's fault. She, she doesn't have anybody to run with. <laughs> She's still putting up unbelievable time. Northridge boys, sixth best team rating this whole week, this week in the entire state. Now, one of the top five, presumed top five teams uh, didn't run any of their top seven. They yeah. still advanced. Um, but Northridge, six, even if you put Center Grove in ahead of them. That yeah, they're good. They're just good. Seven. Northridge is good. Um, top six girls team ratings this week at the regional. And there may be an error, too, on this. I, I put it together very, very quickly. Uh Fort Wayne Homestead, Fort Wayne Concordia, Penn, Fort Wayne Carroll, Northridge, East Noble. Top six. That's a good group. Top six boys teams based on today uh, in this semi-state. Northridge, Fishers, Penn, Goshen, Concordia, and South Bend Adams. But Hamilton Southeastern, who we feel like is going to advance, um, they'll probably finish third, second or third. Um, and they sat all of their top five. Yeah, and again, like you said, that there's – it's, it's going to be competitive. Those are, that's, those are six good teams. Yeah. I think this is one that could be relatively open. Um, it it kind of depends on the performance of Concordia Concordia's on it. I think they're probably going to get through along with Northridge Fishers, Penn and Goshen um, and Hamilton Southeastern. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a semi-state preview uh, later in the week. Taylor and I are going to try to put one out on Wednesday. We'll go through that a little bit, a little bit more regional nine, Ben Davis, Zionsville girls, 30 points. Brownsburg, Avon, Southport, Plainfield all get through. Avon junior, Jessica Hegedus, 1808. She wins a lot. Plainfield She's had a great senior, season. She really has. And we'll see how she can run at the semi-state against some of that top flight competition. And then obviously at the state meet, where I think she has a really good chance to get a medal individually. Yes. Uh, Plainfield senior, Veronica Hargrave, 1825. Uh, Zionsville boys, I thought of you when I saw this. Did you see they were kind of split? Their, their uh, one to five gap. Uh, it was like six or eight seconds or something, wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't a lot. Um, it was enough for me to text their coach and say, did you do that on purpose? And he said, well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> so Zionsville 28, they went easily. Brownsburg, Avon, Plainfield, Paramaridian advance. Plainfield senior Emerson Nairing. He has really come on here in the last couple of weeks, 1530 for him. Yeah. And uh, another guy that's really done well, 
over the last couple of weeks and asserted himself among some of the area's best, if not the state's best. Brownsburg sophomore Ian Baker, 1548. It's a fast course out there. It was a really nice day. Uh, ben ben Davis pretty... course making a comeback. You know, there's a couple of years where it was like, yeah. not fast. I don't think they were doing construction or something. It went under, out there. It went under some construction. Now that they yeah, got all now the I love out. it. Ben Davis, there's some right. big time history out there. Regional 10, this was the big one, especially on the girls' side, unfortunately uh, for you. Noblesville yeah. girls, 50. North Central, Carmel, Chittard, and Garen, because we're out here, Scott. We're on these streets, the streets of yeah. Hamilton County. Those are the five advancing teams. Westfield and Cathedral, two teams that have been ranked a lot this year, and Harvard um, hopes, Harvard realistic goals of, of advancing to the state meet, and they are for both sure. out. Uh, Chittard senior Lily Cridge, 1646. That was the top time um, in the state uh, this regional round. Park Tudor senior Sophia Kennedy, 1712. What do you think about that girls' race other than disappointment? Well, I mean, if we start with, with Cridge, I mean, I, I did not have time today to go back and look how many, how many boys' teams would she have been in the, their top five? on teams that advanced to semi-state probably a lot uh well there's 16 there's what 80 teams, 80 teams that would make it and would she I have more than would she have scored on oh my gosh i was gonna say like 74 yeah yeah uh, okay that, so may, that, that may be a little bit of an exaggeration but I don't, I don't think it's much if we just take raw time yeah i think it's just such a cool stat um you know it's it's unfortunate you know for for Westfield and obviously that's where I work and have coached that, that, you know, we didn't advance, but every year, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's just such a grind. That's not the right word. It's such, it's just such a competitive meet. And there's always, always a, a ranked team boys side and girls side that gets left out. And, you know, everybody has their own opinions about whether that's good or bad and, and that's fine. But uh, I guess that's probably going to look different next year. Westfield girls, 21st best team performance today. They obviously would have advanced from, from any other regional um, and really any other tournament path are, are probably making it to the state meet, but that's, that is geography, right? I mean, we, we do need to cut up the state in a certain way so that teams, local teams compete against each other. Um, sounds Maybe. like that's, well, sounds like that's going <laughs> to, Sounds like that's going to change somewhat next year. We don't know what that's going to look like. Um, and, and hopefully we've got time here toward the end and get, yeah. get <coughs> to talk about that. Um, boys side, Carmel boys shot out 38 points. Noblesville, Burbuff, Westfield, and Chittard advance. Garen is out. Uh, I guess we are no longer on those streets. Um, Maybe a couple. Somebody yeah, did, did have did have two, in, two yeah. or three individuals advance. Yeah. Um, individually. One-two finish by uh, Cole Matisson and Tony Provenzano. Shout out twice. Um, Provenzano had to have been like one of the top perform, like, you know, just go around the state and say, which kid ran, you know, maybe the best race for him or her. He's got to be up for the top of the list. Uh, well, I'm not, a, I'm not an unbiased uh, observer of that. Um, they're on the same team. They both go to Carmel, shout out. And um, those were one, two on INCC stats adjustments for this, yeah. or whatever that's worth. Uh, Regional 11 at Rushville, Rushville, Franklin Central girls, 20 points. Ron Colley, Mount Vernon, Centerville, Newcastle 
advances by three. Uh, Franklin Central sophomore Savannah Miller, 1919, and her teammate uh, Kylie Klein, 1945. Boys side, Franklin Central, 37. Greenfield, Mount Vernon, Northeastern. Richmond advances by two. There were a lot of close ones there at, mm -hmm. at fifth. Yeah. Mount Vernon senior Tristan Trevino, 1533. He's had a really good season. I think he's got a great shot for a medal at the state meet. Greenfield senior uh, Griffin Wheeler, 1553. Regional 12 at Franklin. East Central girls, they've got a good chance to make it out next week. 45 points. Batesville, Indian Creek, Franklin, Center Grove, the advancing teams. Indian Creek freshman Libby Dowdy, 1822. She's been great all year. East Central freshman Callie Bentley, 1848. And then on the boys' side, Indian Creek boys. It was an Indian Creek points. day there. What That was boys a win. They got the girls' individual winner. Go Indian Creek. Uh, Center Grove was second. Milan, Franklin, and Mooresville advance. And you got to love this, right? Indian Creek boys win. Milan boys advance. Yes. And, and Indian Creek girl, right, was the individual champ. Yep. Uh, that, uh, that, was, that was some interesting results there for sure. Mooresville senior Nathan Burns, Mr. Burns, 1542. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, his teammate, Tyler Gurkak, 1623. Uh, any thoughts here on that uh, Shelbyville, Shelbyville feeder? Um, you know, uh, Shane and I, Shane Moore, my assistant coach, you know, Shane, yes. we used to say it's kind of a former Carmel coach as well. Yeah. Phrase we would say many every year, you know, there's, there's always someone, right? there's always, there's always somebody <laughs> new that's good. And, you know, it, it never was a cakewalk to the state meet in our, in that semi-state East Central is like that team this year for girls. It's like, like what? Who? Like Coach Cotherman does a great job there, and they're a really, really good team. And you're right; they they have a very legitimate chance to advance next week. Um, and uh, Indian Creek boys, yeah, I know Center Grove didn't didn't uh, run everybody there, but come on, you know, you, you got you put spikes on, you go, and that's awesome. They get a regional championship trophy, and and, and they earn earn flat out. Top six girls teams, Noblesville, Carmel, North Central, Zionsville, East Central, and Garen. Because we're out here, Scott. We're on these streets, the streets mm -hmm. of Hamilton County. Uh, top six boys teams, and th these are in order of their INCC stats team rating. But, for instance, North Central beat Carmel at the, at the Noblesville Regional. Right. Carmel had a better team rating. I'm just reading them in the order that they were on that um, right. spreadsheet. Top six boys teams, Carmel, shout out, Zionsville, Noblesville, Burbuff, Franklin Central, and Brownsburg. Center Grove sat everyone. That seems like the one semi-state where the six teams are very likely to be the six teams. Yeah, you know, you and I did a really early in the season podcast, and, and I was uh, talking very highly of Burbuff. I think there's still a team that's gotten overlooked a lot this year, and I think they ran pretty well today. Um, and I, I still think they're, they're a lot better than people think. Buff boys were the fourth team today in um, team ratings. Now that doesn't include that the number one runner from Columbus North didn't run, and then no one run, no Center one Grove. ran from Center Grove. So that would, but that would then put Burbuff at, at sixth, a two twenty nine team rating, and Burbuff's got two boys with a, with a pretty good chance to finish in the top ten at the state meet. Yeah, and I still think they're gonna that three, four, five are, are going to move up. I, I think that. It seems like on the boys' side, 
for the state meet that there are five teams. And I, I, I think that someone outside of that five is going to get into the top five of the state meet. Okay, and then the Brown County uh, regional feeders, Brown County semi-state feeder meets. Regional 13, Columbus North. The Columbus North girls, perfect scored 15. That wasn't one through five. There were some individuals mixed in there, but team scoring, they, they went uh, first through fifth. Charlestown, Austin, Seymour, Columbus East. According to the results here, there were only eight complete teams. Yeah, I, I, I did not notice that until you put that in there. And that is really unusual. I mean, I, I don't know. How, I don't know what to say about that. I wonder if some of these have team results that are not correct. Yeah. Because um, there were others in the Brown County semi-state, other regional feeders that uh, did not have 10 complete teams. And it should be 10 because it's five teams advancing from each sectional. Uh, Columbus North boys, 24 points. Austin Seymour, Jennings County, and Brown County. Columbus North senior, Will Russell, 1549. Martinsville junior, Martin Barco IV, 1549. But it was closer than it sounds. <laughs> Regional 14, Edgewood. Bloomington South girls win, 31 points. Northview, Edgewood, Bloomington North, Terre Haute South advance. Bloomington South senior, Lily Myers, 1856. Edgewood senior Clara Crane, 1918. Bloomington North boys, 44. Bloomington South, Edgewood, Northview, Terre Haute South, all advance. Bloomington South duo Ryan Ream, 1611. And Jack Gildy, 1621, to sweep the first two spots there. Bloomington South girls and Bloomington North boys have very quietly had very, very solid seasons. Yeah, this may be the best Bloomington South girls team ever. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Regional 15, Crawford County. Uh, here's, a, here's a good moment for you. Floyd girls, 39 points to win. Cordon Central, Islanders. Jasper, Forest Park, and Tell City, who advances by four. The Floyd duo of Caitlin Stewart, 1847, and Savannah Little, 1903. 1-2 there for the Landers. And then the uh, Floyd boys reciprocate, 55 points. Jasper, New Albany, Tell City, and Springs Valley. First time ever advancing from the sectional, I heard, and now the first time ever advancing from the regional. It's exciting. It'll be like it'll be like uh, the movie Hoosiers. They'll have the parade, the the kit, the, the uh, what they call the, the the cars all drive into the meet and the together and the long line and the. Do you think they'll do the thing where they, instead of measuring the basket, they're going to measure the actual course of Brown County? Because that might answer some questions for some people. Yeah, I I mean, I would. You would. Uh, there were only <laughs> nine complete teams listed here at the Crawford County uh, Regional. I do not know that that's accurate because I've heard some of these uh, some of these regionals had issues reporting or scoring it. Um, Aiden Lord, fifteen thirty-four. Aaron Lord, fifteen fifty-four. Uh, they are twins and they run for New Albany High School. Regional sixteen, Pike Central, Princeton girls fifty, South Knox Wrights, Pike Central, and Castle advance. Nine complete teams listed here. Heidi Mead of Princeton, 1804. Haley Mead of Princeton, 1827. South Knox boys win on the tiebreaker. This was the closest um, in terms of the champion. Yeah. Uh, they scored 61 over Wrights, Castle, Gibson, Southern, and Princeton. This listed only eight complete teams. I, I don't think these, I don't think these team scores are right for this one. I think yeah. the advancing teams are right. I, I just I, 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 I think I think I agree. I just can't be this many 
regionals that are incomplete. <laughs> I just, that's, it doesn't make sense. Right, sophomore Jackson Nolan, 1546, and his classmate, Sawyer Mossberger, 1557. So two sophomores from Wrights break 16 minutes. I don't know much about the Pike Central course, but it is, you know, it's a cross-country course. It's right around 5,000 meters. To have two sophomores from the same school break 16 minutes is pretty good. Look out, 2024. Uh, what about our thoughts on the Brown County feeders here? Well, and you said this, I think, astutely earlier. I, you know, I was kind of playing up the competitiveness of the new Prairie semi-state, but this one, too, they all are. I mean, you, you said that before, really. Those last couple spots are going to be so close. It's hard not to, and I said earlier, you know, it was who finishes fifth and sixth and seventh is really the most interesting element of semi-state, but it is hard to not look forward to the Noblesville, Columbus North girls clash at the state meet um and and you know who will kind of come out of next week looking the best and the most unscathed between those two um i, I can't help but think that that's one of the storylines in throughout this semi-state um but again the competitiveness and how close it's going to be in those last couple spots too for the, for the boys and girls columbus north girls 142 team rating this week noblesville girls 150 yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's it's, coin it's gonna, flip. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Top six girls teams um, in these four regionals, Columbus North, Bloomington South, Floyd, Edgewood, Northview, and Princeton. It's going to be close. I mean, those so are two really good teams. teams, fifth and sixth. I mean, Northview mm -hmm. and Princeton are both really good teams. I mean, there's some depth in the South Semi-State this year. Top six boys teams, Columbus North, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, Floyd, Jasper, and New Albany. Same yeah, thing there. Those Five, are kind six, of the, seven, eight is going to be. Right. It'll be close. And I, I hope, I really hope it will be because, you know, those are kind of the six bigger schools in the Southern, in that Brown County semi-state, the mm -hmm. six that you listed there. There are some smaller schools that I think, you know, I don't know, for good or bad, I've kind of always kind of rooted for the smaller school a little bit. So I, I hope. Um, that those, some of those smaller schools will, will be really competitive and have a chance to make it out. I think they will have a chance for sure. Well, you at one point were a coach at a smaller school and you've stuck around long enough to see it become yeah. a bigger school, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. What, what do they say? Either, right. either, die, either die a hero or live long enough to see you to become the, the villain? Is that you? <laughs> you were oh, a small sure. school champion and now, now you're just a big school No, I, I got out of, out of coaching before I could become a villain, I think. I hope. Well, nah, that's probably, that, can, probably, that could be argued. I'm probably uh, very hated in some areas. Well, this podcast probably isn't helping you much either. No. Uh, I, I put Not New hanging Year's, around you. <laughs> New Year's tournament. I meant to put next year's tournament. So <laughs> next year, year. Well, yeah, the New Year tournament. Uh, next year, we seem reasonably assured, like upper 90%. That it's going to become a three-round tournament. Okay. What do you think? What would be your preferred method? The well, you know, you and I have a very similar viewpoint that that I would love to see Indiana go to a class system where everybody runs both classes, three classes, however many classes there are, run together in the same race at the state 
finals, but I think you and I are both also understand that the IHSA is never going to do that. So if, we, if we're really talking realistic, um, I, I, I'm worried about the three rounds. I think you're, you're in favor of the three rounds. I'm not. Um, I, I, I do think that it really is, makes life even more difficult for the smaller schools. Um, and I, I think that right now you saw, you see a lot of small schools that have that moved on, you know, from or medium-sized schools that moved on from sectionals to regionals, regionals to semi-states. Some might have a chance to make it to state meet. I worry those teams might not have a chance if we move so to three rounds. We've always kind of you and I have talked about. Okay, we could have a class tournament. Yeah. With a with a combined state meet. Yes. And there's a bunch of there's some posters on and and people have differing opinions from you and I and they post on the message board and that's totally fine. Uh, <coughs> not fine. It's good, right? That's yeah. why that's why there's discussion. Um, and I will say this, and I I've come to know this much more over the last several months that um, it's more valuable when you put your name on it. Oh yeah. And there's there are people on their posting and they're doing it kind of like they enjoy the anonymity of it, but then your your opinions aren't as valued. Yeah. If you're just a random person on there versus if you're, you know, like the coach from Wapahani got on there and said something, put his name on it. I yep. put a lot more stock in that than I do the coach from Yeah, wherever redacted that is posting on there and kind of being silly and people don't know that it's the coach from that school in Northwest Indiana. Uh, but I know, cause I can see the email address. Um, well, one it. of the arguments that I, that I keep reading is, you know, if you're in a race <coughs> with all the different size schools, but you're scoring it out separately by class, that you don't know who you're competing against, you know, and you I mean, don't know anyway. It, right. It's the worst. Arg well, the, the argument is you beat everybody you can. It doesn't right. matter. <laughs> and, There's already there. 40 individuals in the race anyway. And then the other, you know, kind of argument I, I hear a lot is, well, you could be crowned the state champion in your class if you finish, you know, pick a number fifth or sixth in the race. But you're and, not going to be crowned a state champion in your class because we're not going to crown and we're not going to crown a class champion. We're only going to crown an individual champion. Well, see, I would crown the, the champion in each class. Too oh, no, because, I, would, I wouldn't do that. And, and I look at this. I, okay. So like when I was in high school, I was competitive. I was a state runner up and like, I would have been mad that I didn't win individually, I guess, you know, if I were in that scenario and I was in a smaller race and somebody else beat me. Um, uh, but I'm certainly not going to like, take my state championship medal and you know stomp on it and spit on it on the ground i mean i was still on that day the best in my class um and and I'm, i'd be perfectly perfectly fine being crowned a state champion individually uh, in that scenario okay so that's that's where we differ i i would i would award 20 medalists or 25 medalists or whatever overall regardless of school size i could and, go with that too and then i would i would award two teams per class so i i used to think okay this is like the ultimate inside baseball thing this is like lifelong coaches people like me and you who live and breathe it and have done it for you know been around it for 20 30 years this is the way that we think but nobody in administration yeah nobody that i just say would ever go for that and then this week 
I was walking down to the locker room before the last class and stopped and talked to my AD for a little bit, who, I mean, now he's an athletic director at a huge school that's had successful cross-country teams, but he's not a cross-country guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was not, he didn't coach cross-country for years. That was not not his main sport. I mean, some of his kids have been on the team, but like, yeah, he's not like a cross country guy, like, like you or I, and he brought up the idea that like totally unprompted, unsolicited, like, well, they could just, we have chip timing. Yeah. We could just have a combined race where they could award a single champion. And, and I was like, dude, that's my exact thought, but I've heard that the IHSA would never go for it. He was like, I mean, I, I don't, I can't speak for them, but I, I don't see why, I don't see why reasonable people wouldn't think that that's an, that's an okay thing. I he's think like, we, we could do that for anything. We could do this for all of the individuals. Well, I was going to say that's the layer that we're missing in this conversation is I don't think the IHSA is ready to do that for cross country and not for swimming let's say, or, you know, any, any sport you crown individual. Well, I think you could do it. I think that the thing that you would do is we're not going to do it for swimming track or wrestling, because those are true individual sports in which the individual advances completely based on his or her own merit through the tournament all the way, but golf and cross country are hybrid sports. So we are going to do a set a combined state championship same day, same course, same venue. And we're going to reward two class of course. I mean, in golf, it would be a mess. Um, <laughs> well, because but I, only my so answer to that, my answer teams. to that is the, I think the IHSAA should embrace the uniqueness of each sport instead of trying to make, you know, look at it as equity versus equality, you know, like I, I think is the way the IHSA should maybe look at it. I talk about this with some of the coaches at Westfield all the time. What I really wish the IHSA would do is like sort of hire out or, you know, consult with, you know, not current coaches. Like, I don't think that would fly, but, you know, with, you know, retired coaches within each sport to say, Hey, you know, what can we do? You, you know, maybe you don't have a, you don't have a, a team in the race anymore, so to speak. So let's sit down and let's come up with what's the best possible path the best possible tournament knowing you're never going to make a perfect one for the most kids i mean this is about kids we're, we're about our our and the ihsa says that right it's about kids and their experience let's make it the best possible experience for the most possible kids and that doesn't mean let's let everybody go to state but let's have a, a state tournament that's the best it can possibly be in all the sports i wish so, the ihsa would consult if we did two classes do you know what the median high school? You got to go is? three in Indiana. So then you go four regionals, three classes, four regionals, twelve teams per, so thirty-six total. See, I, I, I would, I know you'll think I'm crazy, but I mean, mm-hmm. I would do, I'd do at least four teams per. I mean, I'd have at least sixteen teams from each class, if not twenty. Laverne can hold it. Forty-eight teams. Go to, I mean, go to five, go to, yeah, I mean, go to 60 teams. I mean, I, who cares? I mean, the more, the more kids that compete, the better the race is going to be. Laverne can hold that. 
Yeah, it could. It could. With chip timing, it could. Or you could even, you know, you could even, and some people won't like this idea, but you could even leave it unbalanced like they do with football, right? I mean, there's only, what, 64 schools? Well, or that, whatever, that would be the other days. thing would be the, the top class could be right. for a basketball and the the other class could be one, two, and three A. Yeah, and, and, that that know, would seem a lot more fair. Yeah, I mean, there's all kind. That's what I mean. I wish the I just say would consult, would sit down. And maybe I, maybe they do, and I don't know that they are. They don't. They, do. they don't. They I don't think they do. They don't. But but let's let's try to make this so that um, you know let's let's pick a school. I'm just bringing, like a school like Greenfield Central Boys, who've had a remarkably great year. They're really good team. Um, they're probably not going to make it to the state league, and maybe they wouldn't. In the scenario we're talking, these scenarios we're talking about, we could make it so that they have a better chance while still helping a team like Couts Girls, a smaller school, have a, a better chance of making it to the state league. I, I just think that we could trickle down and give more kids the, the state meeting experience potentially for kids. It doesn't mean we should just let everybody run in. But I do think we should we should have more kids running in the state meet because they're earning it, in my opinion. Right. Well, what it sounds like is going to happen next year, and this is now this was someone that put their name on it. At least they put their school name on it, so I know the coach from that school. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> and he said that he's heard that it's likely to be a first round of 25 different sites and a second round of five different sites. I so think that's 25 better. teams at each round is not, not the first round, but. Yeah. I, I think that's better than. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the other one. Was it like. Uh, four. There was like a 24 and six, and then there was 16 and four, which is yeah, essentially six, what it, 16 and four is what it is right now. Right. Yeah. That, that one doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, it makes like, sense just because it's easy. You've already gotten in place. <laughs> yeah. It'd be easy. But the one thing that the, 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 the five regionals, let's call it, I guess, um, that would feed into the state meet, it, it does allow the one thing that I, I think that nobody can really deny is not only is central Indiana, the largest population area in the state, it's also the fastest growing. And so right. we need to, we need to address both of those issues and a five, five state qualifying meets as opposed to four right now could theoretically well, will split up somehow, <laughs> uh, you know, those qualifying those teams that will qualify for state a little bit. And I think that if, if that in the central, when I say they, I mean, IHSA, they address that in the central Indiana uh, area. I think that at least adds a little bit more fairness. And I apologize to all our listeners to the other, in the other areas of the state. It, I just, it, it just is the large, the densest population area and the fastest growing. You just, those are just facts. Well, that, and, and if it's, if it's a single class tournament, then the IHSA, the governing body, doesn't really care, for instance, that enrollment at those various schools is imbalanced, right? So it's like, 
the combined enrollment of the schools in the Shelbyville semi-states like 110,000 students. Yeah. And in the other semi-states, it's all between 60 and like 75,000. The IHSA doesn't care about that. But what shouldn't it does, they? If it's not a class tournament, no. Um, what they do care about- I think about, even still they should. What they, what they do care about is, is it a balanced number of schools? And mm -hmm. there's like, I wonder what the, I wonder what the middle point in Indiana is north and south, that if you go here, half of the schools are above this line and half of the schools are below this line, because the actual middle point in Indiana is like I-70, mm -hmm. like in terms of geography. Right. But I bet there are fewer than a third of the schools are south of I-70. Yeah with two thirds of the schools or more being north of I-70. So when people talk about breaking up these certain areas and these semi-states and all of that, we, we don't, not only are we accounting for the fact that there are way more people and way more students in, I mean, just look at like football, like 6A football. How many 6A schools are there south of Center Grove? I think Center Grove for 6A football is in the farthest sectional. Like Center Grove is going to play Jeffersonville mm. in the first, because there's just no 6A schools down there. Right. And we've got to think about that as we break this up, that there's just, there's, there's basically, there are basically two cities, you know, like I grew up in Fort Wayne. There are like 20 different high schools in Fort Wayne or in Allen County. And how many high schools are there in Indianapolis and the surrounding donut counties and then when you get into Southern Indiana and like Southern Indiana or far Eastern or Western Indiana, and the schools have the name County in them because they're the yeah. only school there. Right. That ge geographically it's hard to balance that. And, and that's why I was sort of jokingly, <laughs> but not jokingly earlier in this podcast asking, <laughs> do we need what, you know, how, what, of course we need to break it up geographically a little bit, but I think people, this is my opinion, and obviously I'm no expert, but I do think people get way bent out of shape about that geography element. I mean, you could you could break these semi-states up and, and pull two or three more teams in from a different semi-state and geograph like Hamilton Southeastern and Fishers, right? I mean, they're geographically, they're awfully close to Noblesville, <laughs> but they go to a different semi-state. That's okay. I mean, like, well, you've got to break a, it up. There's somewhere. a line. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to draw the line somewhere. Right. And it, it gets a lot of attention when the schools that are on one side or the other of these lines are big, monstrous schools, you know, 3,000, 32, 3,500 students. Um, but at some point, you've got to draw those lines somewhere. And I remember at some point, somebody had a, I was like, well, how do you break this up? And someone said like this, and they took the state of Indiana and they essentially drew like four quadrants through it and yeah. said, well, here you go. Yeah. Well, those quadrants don't have equal number of schools that right. the, the bottom left, the, the, the Southwestern portion of that is gonna have really the Southeastern portion of that. It's gonna have Both. so few schools yeah. when you do it that way, but also the exact middle point in terms of schools probably is Hamilton County. Yeah. And there's way more schools in northern Indianapolis than there are southern Indianapolis. And you break that up and send them everywhere, which we've gone on and on about this for, for 10 minutes. And that's probably why it's 
such a complicated, convoluted topic. All right. Well, I think that's the podcast. <laughs>